Aaron from Hill Farmstead. It's a barley wine from Vermont. I would say someone that I always go back to all the time and listen to would be Idea from Rhyme Sayers. You know, rest in peace. My wife's dairy-free meatloaf. Love that fucking dish. I'd like to tell you something. Bruce Beats and Easter podcast. Yes, the podcast you love to love is back for another episode. Uh, we took a small break last week, but we're back with, with more information or more silliness. Well, we'll definitely have beer sampling. We're definitely going to have uh, talks about music, and, and without a doubt, we'll talk food. And we do this with a guest. Uh, we're recording out of Yeasty Brews. Shouts to Yeasty Brews. That's the home base. And uh, they're located in 3944 Northwest 19th Street, Lauder Hill. Come through, check them out. They're open Thursday through Sunday. This Saturday and several Saturdays coming forward or going forward, uh, they're going to have their seltzer Saturdays. $5 seltzers and uh, wine bottle specials. So come through. There's really no reason for you not to pull up and have a seltzer or a, or a glass of wine, especially if you're not a big beer drinker. But there's somebody in your life that's a big beer drinker. And sometimes that person's paired up with someone who's not a beer drinker. So this is the, the perfect place to, to kind of find a happy medium and, you, you know, what else can I say about this place? This place is a great spot to come and chill. Uh, with that being said, uh, this week's guest, I actually, this is my first time meeting him. So while you guys are getting to know him, I'm also going to get to know him. And um, he came he came as a recommendation uh, via the, the close homie, um, Orion, a.k.a. Brass Balls from WDDH Radio. Shouts to Orion. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fellow fellow architect as well, fellow architect as well. Um, Orion, myself, and DJ Tres had a, 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 a another podcast going for a while where we um, got into uh, hip hop uh, soundtracks, movie soundtracks that had hip hop on it. Pretty dope. But uh, yeah, man. Without a further ado, I mean, who I'm talking to today is is does a couple different things. Um, he's a producer, an MC. He also introduced me. Well, when I heard the episode that you did with Orion, I found out about. Uh, motion design we're gonna get to know what motion design is and, and the whole frame defenders and now he's uh he's managing 10th level tavern on friday nights correct, uh, correct. i got none other than the one and only gnome in the place to be hey how's it going thank you ed for having me hey my pleasure man my pleasure um and he's like everybody knows anytime i get a chance to sit down and talk to someone and have beers i'm like i'm there like what more do i need we're gonna drink beers and talk shit yeah, yeah fuck it oh and there's gonna be music and uh and food involved yeah yeah sure let's do it no it's got problem. A proper engagement right there for real for real and that's like i've said before my 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 uh, listeners are probably tired of hearing me say it it's like that's like the selling point it's like oh there's beers involved mm-hmm. and they're like oh shit yeah sure i'll sit down and talk to you <laughs> say less it was a surprise to me so i'm honored thank you <laughs> there you go there you go um so so Noam, um so i'm trying to figure out where to start should we start with what you're doing nowadays and then kind of go into the music later or do you want to get into because hmm. i know on on orion's podcast you said that the you got into the the um the motion design 
after the music, and then there was mm-hmm. a similarity. There was lines drawn between. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, you mentioned that you know your background in producing. Okay, so let's start with the, let's do that. Let's go okay. backwards then. Do that. Let's okay. Cool. That works. All right, music uh, down here in South Florida. When did you come? When did you get involved with music? Uh, okay, so we'll start backwards forward then. Let's do that. Okay, yeah. Let's so do that. okay, so music. So let's see. Uh, I was born in Dade. I got into music. Very, uh, I would say when I really enjoyed music was probably around 10, and I realized that I loved hip-hop okay. because of my cousin's mixtape that he came through from Jersey, and it was the first time I heard a mixtape mm. at 10 years old. And he had a homie here named Sam, and Sam had a van with, like, three twelves in him. <laughs> so every time... We, uh, some Miami, some true Miami shit. Yeah, Like, tell baseline. me you're from Miami without saying you're from Miami. <laughs> totally. I got a van with three twelves in it. It was delicious, man. He put me always in the back, and all mm. I heard was straight bass and rattling, and I was like, oh, this is so good. And that's when I started hearing like the eight. What later on I would find out was like the eight oh eight inside the actual production that yeah. really hit. So okay. I'd probably say since around ten is when I really, song. really realized my passion for music. Nice, nice. Yeah. Okay, dope, dope. And then at what point did you decide I'm going to try my hand at making this music? This music that's influencing me in this way. That was 2018. I would okay. say um, I had. Left Miami to go to Job Corps in Kentucky. Oh, wow. Okay. So I was trying to get my shit together. So gotcha. I was like, yeah, I got to bounce. Gotcha. I, was, I was going through enough crazy Miami bullshit. I had to get out. Yeah. So when I got there, I met up a homie of mine named Cisco. Okay. We became cool friends. He was actually from here, from Opelika, and we were both randomly just in Kentucky. Wow. So we became really tight friends yeah. to this day. And we had an opportunity one day to get some equipment. So he's like, you want to go have some equipment? For production, I was like, yeah, fuck it, let's do it. So I bought an MPC 2000 XL. We bought a keyboard, little mixer, not as nice as this, but uh, <laughs> a mic. I think that was it. And then I just started chopping up beats. Nice. Chop, chop, with, chop. With any previous music experience? like uh, No, I never played, never did anything, but I always wow. lo- chopping was always like the thing. Okay. You know? Yeah. Ch- chopping my own drums, I will chop up the drums and break them up into the actual kick, snare, hi-hats, things like that. Nice. So for those who, who are not... Uh, uh, well versed in in production, which I'm not one either, but <laughs> I know enough to know that chopping. So chopping is when a uh, a producer takes a segment from an already existing beat and then kind of you know it, it rearranges the sounds that they hear and that they've kind of lifted off this sample. So so that that kind of came. That was your first trial of making beats. Yeah, yeah, nice. And a uh, big inspiration during that time was like LP, okay, and Company Flow and stuff yeah, like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I love that experimental hip-hop sound. That gotcha. was, that's when I got into, like, more of the experimental. Okay. So that's when I started really, I was like, I want this. This is dope. And I started yeah. working on just random beats, chopping up movie scores. Nice. And just anything I could. Yeah. And then eventually started working on an EP with my homies, which oh. was called Brave New World. Okay. And, nice. Uh, and that's the ones that there were. You had several artists that were already working throughout the studio that you guys were. Um, no, actually, we, we didn't have the studio yet. We didn't have this the studio. Is, yet. No, this is years later. Uh, okay. This is way before the studio where we attempted to have a record label. Okay. For a short period of time called Move em Entertainment. Okay. And we released this one EP that we did together with all right. just all like record chops and things like that and me rhyming nice. over them. Nice. And yeah, the studio came later on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When did you. Uh, when did you realize you wanted to go from behind the, you know, the production to like in front of the mic and say and start just like expressing yourself verbally as opposed to the music? Well, uh, I first started actually as an MC in like fifth, sixth grade. Okay. I was siphoning. Okay. And just like freestyling. It's probably garbage, probably kiddie stuff that 
You know, I remember rhyming about Wizard of Oz a lot for some reason. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of bars in Wizard of Oz. Yeah, so it was it was dope. So I started actually as an MC, just freestyling and writing, okay. and nice. eventually it was nice not to have to be so dependent on uh, production from another person. Actually, the the reason it really pushed me to do the production was I had a homie, he had a crew here in Miami, out in North Miami Beach. Okay. And they were older than us. You know, gotcha. they were like the older crew. And they had a studio. They are like, oh, we got a warehouse with the studio. They had all this stuff going on. They are like, come through. We'll do a track. We have this girl that, that sings really well. Another dude that plays guitar. We'll do the rhythm section. You just do the verses. I was like, all right, cool. Did it. It took them like months to mix it. Wow. And I was like, Damn. really? And it never got mixed. So, Damn. So I just feel like uh, that was a depressing moment for us. Like, why do I have to wait so long yeah. to get this product out? And I imagine with, I mean, you you know, it's a studio. You're, you you want to come through and showcase your best. You probably use, like, one of the best verses you had or several verses. I wrote my little heart out, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then for them not to do anything with it or for it not to get mixed down to the point where you could hear it again, I could see where that's like, ah. Oh, oh, it's terrible. It, it was really the, they had a, they just love to smoke and chill. They, they weren't really in the business side of it. Got you. Got you. And the song was dope. I mean, I still have the rough cut. But. Okay. Oh, nice. I got. I mean, if you, if you, if you will, I'll email it to that. you. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> I would love to hear it. You, uh, North Miami Beach. Um, yeah. Is that where you were residing at the time, or that's just where you had the connection for the? No, I always lived in NMB, North Miami. Okay. Uh, hung out a lot more on the beach side. Okay, got like, you. Uh, uh, Surfside area was a yeah. lot. A lot of my friends were out there. Okay. Seven one. Got you. Got you. There, so. Okay. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, I grew up in North Miami Beach myself. Oh. You know, jail for kids, and then oh, not, you not much JFK. better. I went to JFK, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's funny. When you say when people say NMB right away, I'm like, my ears perk up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah I know. What you're so I was like on this weird me. cusp where I was, I got shipped out to uh, Bay Harbor on the beach. Okay. It was like that little line. Yeah, yeah. Where it's either just you're going the, to JFK or you're going there, and they're like, well, we'll just send a bus for a couple of these kids. Yeah, close enough to that district where they're like, yeah, yeah for that, we'll just bust them over Which there. Which is weird. It's like yeah. two blocks away from... You know, just being able to just go to JFK. Yeah. Kind of glad, though. Yeah. Nah, yeah. JFK. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we know. We know for sure. For sure. <laughs> it's funny because so then uh, leading into you getting into your own studio, mm-hmm. uh, how, what birthed that? So then another homie of mine came up to me later on. We were, we were friends for a long time. His name is Denzel. He's an electronic uh, DJ producer. Okay. Probably one of the best electronic DJs I know. That guy's really great. And he's a big, big vinyl head. Mm. So he had he had equipment at his penthouse uh, in, or is it like Aventura area or something? Okay. And I had my crib that I was renting with three rooms. One was practically empty. Yeah. And then he goes, yo, why don't we just collab and put our equipment together, take, turn our room into a studio and start recording all our friends. Nice. So we started recording a lot of people. I don't know. Uh, you ever heard of like Locks the Ripper? Yes. The yes. homie Locks. Yeah, yeah. Ripping, Locks, yeah. Recording him. Uh, Kenish. Sophie, uh, which is now, she's like really world-renowned uh, okay. female MC yeah, vocalist. I've, I've heard Orion mention her, yes. Yeah, so that's our homegirl. So we started just recording all our friends for free and really like getting into the groove yeah. and learning. And then from there, uh, one day we went to the Flashback Diner in Hollandale, like at four okay. in the morning. Okay. And we're sitting there, we're like, oh, we need a name. We don't have a name. And he goes, why not trifecta? And I go, oh, I like that. But let's take away the C and put the K. No C. Okay. It's gotcha. too common. Got you. So then yeah, we yeah. became trifecta, and then that lasted up to about eight years. Nice. So uh, it's 2017 I closed it. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So 2010 to, or 2009 to 2017. Wow. Damn. So I can imagine just the, the people that came through and recorded 
Yeah. 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 So it started at the house. We took a hiatus because we wanted a bigger space, a professional space. We went to a warehouse, which was Trifecta 1.5, we called it. Mm-hmm. And then we found a, a, a perfect spot in downtown Hollywood. Okay. Uh, right next to a famous studio that was called, um, oh my God, what was their name? Sunflower. Okay. So they were there for God knows how long, decades. And we yeah. were their B studio. We rented out their B studio. Okay. And we ended up outgrowing them. So wow. that was that was 2.0. And then we uh, got a spot two buildings down, expanded, which was 3.0. And wow. then we ended on a big note. We expanded, took over like 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 this one where they knocked down walls and Okay. Wow, and, nice. Yeah. Nice. And and the music you guys recorded was everything from hip hop to drum and bass. Oh, everything. Okay. Yeah. A lot, massive amounts of underground heads from like for Lauderdale to Miami in the hip hop scene. Okay. A lot of cats from Carroll City. Very talented cats from Carroll City. Nice. And yeah, we did. We recorded DJ sets, voiceovers. Um, I did some sound design work in there. Okay. And then I started getting in, getting questions uh, or requests to do certain little like lower thirds for okay. uh, videos, which is where the motion design started Got coming you. into play. All right, so let's let's get into. So the it's kind of leading there. You're yeah, good. You're no, leading me it there. Works. It's good. <laughs> it works perfect. And then we could always get back into more of the music when we get into the beat segment. But oh, yeah, totally. So then we find ourselves. We find the tie-in. You did. We did. Into the motion. I really appreciate this. It's like really, I haven't talked about this in a while. (laughs) Okay. Let's run, let's, let's talk about it. Oh, so lower thirds, which is, uh, you know, when you see at the bottom of the video, like in the news, Mm -hmm. the logo comes out and then there's like a name and it tells you something and then disappears. So I started getting requests for that. So I was like, oh, I got to learn After Effects now. Mm. So I started digging into YouTube. I did that for like a year or two. And then I started realizing I really like it. And I, and then the reason I closed the studio is because, you know, even though my homie was my partner, you know, I was the more of the business side. Gotcha. And so I was doing extensive amount of hours. I was getting burnt out. Mm. I didn't want to raise our rates because we were, our rates were, like, superb. Everybody loved our rates. There's a so, reason why you, had, you guys had so many people coming through. Is yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. We, we had a good balance going. Mm-hmm. So I got to the point where it was, like, either I stay here and burn out or I, I do something else. Mm. So yeah, the, this is going to lead into a third part, which is funny. Um, my wife's my accountant. So... She goes, well, I'm looking at the numbers, what you can do, we can uh, close up shop, sell off some equipment, and work on the barcade that you always wanted to open up, because she wanted one, too. Uh. So now, now we're linking a lot of things right now. Okay, okay. So then uh, I was like, all right, cool. So we totally uh, sold off a bunch of equipment, took a vacation for many months. We traveled the country to other barcades in other states. And enjoyed ourselves and took notes and we wrote Got you. we were writing our, our our entire you know treatment of the bar we had numbers down wow. Excel sheets we we're ready to go yeah was yeah was, was in it yeah sure we were in it just, yeah. we were in it and, uh, and then COVID hit mm. so then when COVID hit we're like fuck the that. equalizer yeah we're like we're not gonna do that we'll spend God knows how long this is gonna last you yeah. know we'll lose a hundred grand probably doing this which is like fuck yeah. so then I was like you know what I'm gonna go be a motion designer Damn. and so I did I took that shit serious. Uh, I went online to a school of motion, okay. which is like the dopest place to learn anything motion graphics or graphics period and blew up and instantly like in less than a year and a half, it's only two years. Yeah. About two years now almost. Okay. And I already got clients and I already do oh, a bunch of stuff and I fell in love with it and I don't have any overhead. Right. My, my office is at home. One thing that COVID taught us, like stay home, <laughs> stay home, and, and you <laughs> find can a way to most, make money. Yeah, you could do most of these things from your house. Yeah, yeah, man. So that was a blessing, and I fell in love with it. And I realized the part that you're talking about from the previous uh, interview with Orion is that I used to spend hours and days listening to loops. Yeah. Now I sit here and look at loops for hours and days, yeah. just trying to put it all together. So. 
And then there's that. Nice. So motion design consists of, it could be anything from, like you said, like that lower third, like the, mm-hmm. the ticker or the crawl at the bottom of the screen to taking a logo and kind of giving it motion. Yes, exactly. Whether it's spinning, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, expanding and then, you know, contracting Correct. again. Okay. Correct. Even yeah. little loading symbols you see on websites. Okay. Somebody that's hired all, that's to all animate fall that. Under, uh, that's yeah, all somebody falls animates under. that, yeah. Okay. So gotcha. It's broad. It's huge. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. everywhere, and a lot of people don't know it. Yeah. What's the, what's the most surprising place? You saw like motion design. You're like, oh shit, that's somebody like. Or, oh, that's or, a good so, question. Um, or that you like, oh man, that I like what how they did that there. Oh man, that's everywhere. As a, okay. I look at, I you look appreciate at, shit, all of it. I, I look at sh- shit everywhere, and I always look, see, try to figure. Like I was okay. So here's one. I was sitting a couple months ago at that burger joint. Uh, that's a very popular one down south. It's uh, like green. It? It's got the logos like green burger and black. Fi. Burger five. Burger five. And I was, look, I was sitting there waiting for a burger, and I look at their screen, and they got an explainer video of their company and their everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like their motion design work was superb. Yeah. I was like, that's good work. Nice. I mean, it's like about a minute and a half long. I sat there and recorded the whole thing, and I dissected it. Like, okay. I always, I always look at it and dissected it for a while, and I was like, oh, that's how they do that. And I try to replicate that okay. with my own stuff. Like, and then gotcha. I break it down. I'm like, oh, that's how they that's did right. it. So I would probably say good quality motion graphics that people you could tell when people spend money gotcha. and when people don't okay and when, when people spend money you get you're in awe it just mm. flows and you don't even realize what you're looking at and it does what it's supposed to do which because it's supposed to lock you in, in exactly a sense. and then yeah, yeah. exactly so and that. a lot of motion graphic stuff you don't even notice like visual effects stuff so mm-hmm. wow yeah so so now i'm going to take this time to um because you mentioned barcade and traveling around the country yes and, sir and, and exploring barcade <laughs> so i got to ask you what came first the love for arcades or the love for music? Gaming. Gaming came first. All day. Yeah. What uh, was that first game that got you? That Beast Mode. Wait, it was called Beast oh, Wars Beast on Wars. Sega Genesis. Really? Beast Wars, Beast Wars. That I remember I, I, I remember I bought that. That's the one where you're like a dude, like, like half naked and barbaric. And then oh, you turn Altered Beast. Beast. Alt, no, it's a be- no, Altered Beast, you're Altered right. Beast. Altered yes. Beast. I don't yes. know I said Beast that Wars. That was classic. I think Beast yeah. Wars is a fighting game. I think, yeah, I think Beast Wars is. Yes, yeah, Altered yes. Beast. Altered Beast. That's yes. what it was. You're cracking like uh, tombstones and then yes. like, the orb comes and yes. then you end up like mutating. Exactly. The, the, like yeah, I loved all the Marios. Mm-hmm. I remember somebody had an Atari. I thought that was cool. But that game, mm-hmm. for some reason, that, that shit like bugged me out. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I was like, like I would get angry. I was like, and turn into a monster. I was like, this is barbaric, and I love it. So that's the game that I remember. Nice, like, altered, yes, altered beast was definitely one of the ones on the list. Um, I remember speaking of NMB um, department stores because back then it was mm-hmm. it wasn't so common to have. I mean, you had your Ataris and Calicos before that, but even like Nintendos. And Segas were like starting. It wasn't every house that household mm-hmm. that had one had one. It's supposed to now where everyone has a PlayStation or a, a, or a computer console that's capable Word. of running yeah. games now. But mm-hmm. back then it wasn't so common. So um, I remember the, a department store. I can't remember which one it was. Might have been might have been Burdines or as my Spanish people say Burdines. Um, <laughs> and it was at the 163rd Street Mall. Mm-hmm. And they had an area with a couple of couches, a big TV, and like a game setup. No shit. So we would run in there, like when you didn't have money for the, like the arcade, you'd yeah. run in there. And they had Altered Beast and um, Space Harrier was the other one. Which one's Space Harrier? Space Harrier is like a guy that's that. Uh, is he the one holding the? Yes, the, the big old, oh, yeah, big old Earth a... engine, and then <laughs> yeah. Oh, that shit was dope. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. So we would go in there and play for day after school. We go instead of doing homework, we go over there for hours playing. You know, dude, I would skip school in sixth grade to go time out. Remember oh, the arcade yes, timeout? Yes. In that mall? Yeah. Yep, I used to I go remember. there. I used to skip school to go they play had, Mortal Kombat. 
Yeah, that Mortal Kombat. Yeah. They had World Heroes on there yep. too. Yep. Oh man, yeah, we can go on and on for <laughs> video games. So, so I'm gonna kind of like because we have a lot to get to, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna say at this point. Um, so now the search for the barcade didn't quite pan out the way you guys intended, mm-hmm. but you do find yourself somewhere along the lines of working at a barcade. E- yes, right now, yeah, I'm I'm doing uh. The Friday nights, like you said, helping bar manage uh, 10th level for my homie Joey that owns it. Nice. Really cool guy. Shout out to Joey. Big up, big up. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they've been Joey in the- get one of those too. Oh, yeah. He get, get, get to him. <laughs> <laughs> so they're seven years old now. Like, they've been nice. around. You know? oh, that's great. And I started there as a, as a, you'll always see me there playing Tekken. With, like, okay. For like six hours straight sometimes. Wow. Just with heads going hard. Yeah. Every day of the week. Almost. And okay. I would just go there and just- Bang out. So, yeah, I mean, I'm there now. I'm helping him out on the back end stuff, you know. Um, he started with this year with a brand new, you know, almost a brand new staff. He's nice. rearranging things. You know, he's always moving and updating, just keeping things dope. Yeah. So uh, it's really awesome to be a part of it because nice. I've, I've, I've been in that spot so long. Got you. That Got I have, you. like, a certain passion for that yeah. venue. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like uh, going over your auntie's house or something. You know, you don't break dishes or you wipe your feet before you Correct. get in. You have the utmost respect for it. Yeah. And, and it's, you appreciate it. Right. Because it does, it, it treats you so well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Nice. So. Nice. I, I think this would be the perfect time for us to, to you know, to talk about, promote it, um, get into it. You said Friday mm-hmm. nights, you're going to have a lot more hip hop involved. The 22nd of July. Yes. La Plancha. La Plancha. DJ XS. <laughs> And Orion, a.k.a. Brass Balls, bring to you La Plancha. Uh, This is the second installment. If you didn't make it to the first one, there's no reason why you can't get to this one. You're going to have a great list of artists from Prince Divine uh, to No Emotion in the Gods, Shoddy, uh, The Waterproof, which consists of uh, DJ Proof and the homie H2O. And uh, and travesty from the bench warmers, mm-hmm. all, all peoples. I think, for the exception of Prince Divine, they're all Bruce Beast and these alumni. Really, they've all been on the show. So yeah, that's super dope. Yeah, yeah. And these cats have been in the South Florida scene forever. Yes, yes. Hardworking and, and cats. the work shows like mm-hmm. the, the quality of music that you get from these acts is like it shows that totally. they, that they they're really about their craft. Damn right. So um, July twenty second, we're starting off at eight p.m. Is that the eight p.m. start? Uh, yeah, 8 p.m. to 1. Okay. And, again, this is at 10th Level Tavern in Oakland Park. 1242 um, Northeast 38th Street. I, I did some research. Perfect. <laughs> I, I, could, I don't even know it. <laughs> ah, there you go. Well, now my people I usually it. tell people to cross the street from Funky Buddha. That's, that's the same thing I do, too. <laughs> Just walk across the street. <laughs> Just walk across the street. You're right there. And then it's great because Funky Buddha, I believe, closes at 10. Yes. So you still have something to do after hours, yes. not too far from there, if you want to continue the, the partaking in the beverages. That whole Oakland Park area is, 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 is turning out to be, like, it's, it's evolving into something really nice. I think so. You got the Prison Pals down the way, another brewer, uh, or a tap house mm-hmm. for a, a brewery. Great venue. Um, you got the Chain Bridge Distillery not too far from there, if you're into the more of the uh, liquor. Oh. And uh, what else? You got the tats and tacos. I always get it confused. There's one that's called tacos and tattoos, and then there's tats and tacos. I don't know. I don't know. The, uh, the only taco joint I know about there is um, this guy. He's really dope. Um, uh, uh, Quevo. Qu- Quevo Tacos. Oh, no, Quevo? I never heard of it. Dude, it's the best. Okay. That dude's a craft head. So really? everybody, every beer you go in there is superb. Oh, so, superb. yeah. So we, we got to talk more about that when we get into yes. the uh, into the east. Quevo. Quevo Tacos. Q-U-V-O. 
crab okay. or tacos and okay. crab. But well, you wow. know what's cool about, so the whole Funky Buddha being across the street from 10th is that Joey's a very big community-based guy. So he nice. actually has, like, a ton of Funky Buddha stuff in there. He's really close with the owners. Like, you know, it's like, I'll serve your stuff here after hours nice. type deal. So okay. That, that does a community do, which is a very big hip-hop thing for us. Yeah. You know? That's what, it, that's what Yeah, hip-hop does provide a community. That's excellent. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if I should get into my 10th level story now or, oh. or save it for later. I think we're going to save it for later. We, we got to get into these beers. All right, cool. Um, and then while you share your earliest beer memory with, memory with me, then I'll, I'll, I'll share my 10th level tavern story with you. I think it's all going to work out. Uh, my peoples, one last time, you want to yes. give them the social medias where they can find you, Motion Design, Frame Oh, yeah. So if you want to check out Motion Graphic Design from me, just uh, you can look up Frame Defender, like Keyframe Defender. And the funny thing is you'll see my logo. He's, a, he's actually a keyframe. Okay. That kind of looks like a Ninja Turtle. So uh, the company's called Frame Defender, but his name is Key. So if you put the image and the words together, it says Keyframe Defender. Keyframe. Nice. Because the whole thing is every frame, I make sure it's quality. Boom. I protect every frame. That's <laughs> God it. damn it. That's, <laughs> it. That's what Gnome does. And then 10th Level Tavern. I mean, they're pretty well known, but if you ever want to look them up, just I 10th, 10th Level, level Tavern. tavern. You'll, you'll see the, 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 the uh, what's his name? Wolverine. There you go. As the avatar. Yes, uh, yeah, man. Beer and gaming. What can go wrong? Oh, uh-huh, it's the best <laughs> world. My peoples, we got a lot more podcasts to go. Y'all stay tuned. It's Brews, Beats, and Eats. We got the dope, dope crap, rap, beer, beers on tap down here. Brews, Beats, and Eats, the podcast. And we have reached uh, the Brews portion of the podcast. This is the, uh, the segment of the podcast where my guest so graciously agrees to drink sample four beers i haven't had a beer in six years six years i haven't had a beer in six years man it's my first time get out of here <laughs> he said it with such a dead face i was like i'm trying to i'm trying to get a read on gnome i'm like damn six years do i apply do i uh <laughs> do I or do i give him like Yo, what, what, what took you so long <laughs> or i'll be like i'll be like man i'm so honored that you're having your first beer after six years here with me i relapse for you sir <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dark jokes, dark Let's jokes. get into it. Let's get into it. Um, this first beer you're going to try comes from Distill Brewing. Mm-hmm. All right. It takes a little bit of focus to crack a beer and pour it while reading notes off of a uh, <laughs> off a piece of paper. That's why I'm not reading. I'm just kind of like making sure it's not dead air. Boom. There you go, sir. I'm going to try you. this one as well. It is their apple pie from the Wild Sour series. It is a sour ale. It clocks in at a 4.6% ABV, and it is brewed in Illinois. Salud. Salud. Cheers. Oh. Okay. What do you think, Noam? It's very good. It's very tasty. Did you pick up the... See, I kind of like went full bore and started sipping before I got a chance to to catch the fragrance, fragrance, but there is a... No, uh, there is the apple. mm Mm-hmm. The only problem is, though, I should have been paying attention. I can't have that because that's lactose. Lactose remember? in it. That's right. But it's hella delicious. Okay. Okay. But if so I have any more, I might die. <laughs> It'll be a first time on the, that it happens on the podcast, and then I don't know how I would end that show. But I will say, if lactose is not a problem for you, this actually is one of the few sours that I've recently had mm. that actually comes through with the tart of the apple. Like, Got you. Adds the tart and the apple together. Okay. Okay. So I would suggest this beer a lot nice it's delicious that's that's good body there you go so we're off to a good start no it's a good beer sure for sure definitely good beer this is the part of the podcast where i ask about your earliest earliest beer memory 
My earliest beer memory. That's not the sound effect. Ready? Ah. So. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where those crickets came from. My earliest beer memory was fifth grade. Hanging out with the older, the older rowdy cats. Got you. And they gave me my first OE. Mm. And I remember drinking my first OE and getting so fucked up. Yeah. Before even finishing it. Yeah. Oh no. Of course. I was like twelve years old or twelve or eleven years old. Oh, and they dedicated you. A they whole, bought it for me. A whole. There was a bu- everybody was drinking hard, and we were the jits of the crew. Oh so, hell so no! So the jits had beers. Yeah, that- and we were just like wrecked. Wow. That that was a good memory. <laughs> Let me ask you. Um, typically, a lot of times when people share their earliest beer memory mm-hmm. and they they mention that first beer they have, they typically don't go back to that first beer because it was just such a bad experience that they're mm-hmm. like, "I'm never drink that again." Right? Did you did you try OE after that? Oh, again? for many years. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now I think about it. Like, how the hell could I drink that? <laughs> yeah. That shit's rough, man. It's the leftover malts from oh, regular so beer. Terrible. Is that what it is? Yeah. I still don't know. Oh, that's yeah. terrible. <laughs> that's why they can't call it beer. Oh it's a my malt liquor. god, that shit is <laughs> terrible. So you shared your early beer memory with me. Mm-hmm. I kind of hinted at it earlier. I was going to share my oh yes my tenth level tavern story with, with please you. do. Um, and it, it's, I'm glad that you said that there was a change to staff and all that other one, just mm-hmm. to preface, just to preface it. So I don't, I mean, I don't you're know safe. anybody's Trust name. Me, you're yes. Safe. So you're I can't protect anybody. I didn't know their names anyway, but anyway, so, um, a couple years ago, uh, this had to be 2018, maybe 2019. And, um, I was, I was hanging out with, uh, with a couple friends mm-hmm. and we started off our night over at Lauder Ale. And um, had a couple of drinks, a couple of beers there, and then we decided, uh, hey, we don't want the night to end now. Let's let's see what's good. And one of the homies, um, God rest his soul, he he said, "Yo, let's stop at Tenth Level Tavern." And I was like, oh, "I've never been. I'm down. Let's go." So we pull up to Tenth Level Tavern. <clears throat> I walk in. Um, there's two young ladies behind the bar, and uh, video games everywhere. I'm like, "Oh, this is pretty cool." And um, I'm looking at the uh, the, the, the the tap list. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, no, before I look at the tap list, um, there's a song playing. It had to be a boy band. I don't know who it was. I can't recall who. Do you remember what night this was? Was it a week, like a weekday? It had to be a Friday. Had Friday? to be a Friday night. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, I walk in, and there's a, there's a boy band playing, and um, <laughs> and one of, the, one of the girls behind the bar, she's, like, really into this. She really likes, like, I don't know if she picked a song or mm-hmm. whatever. She was, she was really into it. So me... <laughs> not understanding that not everybody gets my humor. Mm-hmm. I I decide to say to her, <laughs> I decide to say to her, I'm like, you're enjoying this song a little bit too much, if you ask me. But with a smile on my right. face, just like the way I said it, like, you know, just now. And her mood changed from like being so happy to be <laughs> listening to this song to like this, it just like this look came over her face. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I shouldn't have said that, but I went about my business. So we get into some of the games. Uh, we come back over to the bar. To, after all, oh, I, so I look at the tap list. Mm-hmm. I come back over. I got my two friends with me. They're at the bar, and I walk over. And when I walk over and ask her for a beer, she's got this face, like the stone face I already know on what her. you're talking about. And, and it's funny. I was like, oh, shit, okay, she really got offended by that. And then 
she turned over to the two guys that I was with and had this big old smile on her face. Oh, oh I know who you're talking about. And I know you're talking about. <laughs> so I was, you're going. I was, so I was sitting there. They looked back at me and they're like, bro, what did you say to her? And it was like, I, uh, I guess a poorly timed joke. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, and so I, so I go, and I'm, I go, I go, I really don't know. I, mm-hmm. She's really upset with me. I don't know why. I don't know what I did to her. And I'm saying it. I'm not concealing this conversation from her. She's mm-hmm. right there. And she's like, I could hear you. And I'm like, yes, that's the point. I don't know what I did to piss you off. <laughs> like, what happened? You know? But so needless to say, she wasn't the one that was pouring my beers for the rest of the night. Right. <laughs> it was the other lady that was there with her. So that was, so I, I, the, the story is funny. To me and people who know me closely uh-huh. because they're like, yo, Ed never really pisses anybody off. Right. Like, how did you manage to piss somebody off? Like, you don't do that. It ain't, not, it's not you. Trust it's not me. me. It's not you. Okay, so it's not me. It's okay, not you. Got you. Got you. So that was my 10th level story. I don't know if everybody was expecting a little more, but that was one of those. I think, like, for the people who know me, they'd be like, oh, you piss somebody off? No, it can't be true. You know, it can't be true. <laughs> I was expecting I walked in there and there was a guy doing Dance Dance Revolution naked. <laughs> That would have been, yeah, that would have been one of those where I have to, you know, I have to make a decision. I'm like, how bad do I want to play video games and drink beer? <laughs> That's right. And then I would have stayed and played video games and drink beer. Right. Like, mind, like mind is business. That's good. I, it's nothing to do with me. You never know, man. Cats are wild, man. But the, uh, that venue is dope because the people that go there, outside of that experience mm-hmm. of the bar, it, they're like all 90% real gamers in there. So you okay. get into some deep conversations like we just did about old time out and things like that. Yeah, yeah. There's some shit that's so deep I can't even get into it with gaming. Wow. They're like so yeah. deep, which I love. I'm like, go ahead, keep going, man. Teach me. Yeah, you're soaking it all up. Oh, yeah, yeah I love that shit. Yeah. Passion. I think, I think a lot of times us as humans, we feel pressure to kind of be part of the conversation, mm-hmm. and that's not always the best way to go. No, I love listening. Sometimes you fall back and yeah. you just, just hear it. Yes, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Being a good listener will get you far in life. For sure, for sure. Lessons on Ed from Ed <laughs> to I you. I give it a... <laughs> We're gonna multi-purpose the sound effect. Yo. That's working. Let's get into this second beer. All right, this second beer is from Gun Hill Brewing. Oh, what's that? It's uh, in New York. It's their tried and true. It's a, a fest beer, which is also known as a, uh, a Marzen Lager, if I'm not Marzen mistaken. Lager. Um, hopefully, there's no lactose in this one. Um, I don't think there is. No. It co- oh. it comes in at a five point six percent, and like I mentioned earlier, it's brewed in New York. Super dope. Okay, I like how dark it is. Yeah, it looks nice. This is typically um, something I would go with. Something along the red here when I go to a place. Oh, that's a nice lager. Yes, it is. I normally don't drink lagers, but it's lager with character. Like I, it's, it's got a nice body. Yeah, definitely full body. Mm. That's actually really good. That is really fucking good. Yo, shouts. Oh, matter of fact, now that I'm saying it. Um, Gun Hill. Shouts to the sponsor. This one was provided to me by one of the sponsors of the podcast, Beard, Brews, and Food. Shouts to the homie Beard, Brews, and Food. Um, he blessed me with this can as well as a couple others. But You can't um, get this here or you could get this here? I, I think he was recently, he recently took a trip to New York. And he, so oh, you got he blessed. brought it down with him. That's a thank yes. you beer. Oh, yeah, definitely, nice. definitely. That's 10. I need to make sure like that over here. Mm-hmm. Or at least distribute one day. Yeah. Uh, Untapped is good for finding it, those beers in the area. But totally. This is, this is no, this is really fucking good. Mm-hmm. I really don't mess with lagers like that, but I would do that. Can I get a little more? Please. Oh, help yourself. Um, 
So the reason I'm not really like a lager guy is because for some reason I've always been like my tears like stouts, barrel aged stuff like that, okay. porters. Then I get into the uh, uh, IPA sours, and then that's where I kind of stop. Gotcha. But when someone brings me something like this, mm-hmm. that's, I'm like, Psh, yeah, superb. No, it's it's a really good beer, man. Yo, shouts shouts to you, Lewis. Bro. I feel bad. Most of you will never drink it, but. Yes, <laughs> but get out. Go visit places. Yeah, if you go to New York, make sure you go to Gun Hill. That's it. That's where, it. Where is this in New York, by the way? Where in New York? Ah, that's an excellent question. Well, it might be on the can. Let's see. It might be unless that's where, just where the it's uh, Bronx. The Bronx. Bronx. The Boogie Down. Look at that. I've never had anything from the Bronx. That's dope. Look, first time for everything. Right here on Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast. Bo bo bo. Speaking of being places, you mentioned earlier traveling, mm-hmm. doing extensive research on barcades throughout the United States. Yes. Um, the, the place that, that captivated you the most? The one that captivated me the most based off what the vision we had. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, let me give a shout out to Logan Arcade in Chicago. Okay. Logan Square is an awesome place to be anyways. Great arcade. But ground control in Portland. Okay. Been around since 93. Wow. Survived till now. They did a recent, uh, recent expansion, I think, like two years ago. So damn near 30 years. Dude. That, wow. And what got us is that we were planning to go there, and we landed in, uh, we, we drove, we did an entire East Coast road trip one day. I mean, one time. Yeah. My wife and I were during this process. And we ended up in Portland. Okay. Was, I think it was a Wednesday night. It was a Wednesday night. And it just happens, we walk up to the door, and it says, uh, I think it was $5 to get in, free play. Okay. And, and they had a DJ set in the middle of the of the venue, and they're playing techno. Normally, I don't I don't listen to techno, but when you're gaming, those, mm. those are the vibes, man. We got in there, we started gaming, and the community was very nice. People started talking to us, and it started with this conversation. They go up to us, they go, "You guys, hey, you guys, you get you guys play Killer Queen?" We're like, "What is Killer Queen?" And I was, they're like, come with me. We need two members. They're like, come with me. We need two. It's a five on five. Yeah, yeah. They're like, we're missing two people. We'll teach you how to play. It's basically Joust. Remember Joust? Yes. It's yeah, yeah. Joust with bees. They have one down here at another spot. But really? this is before it blew up. It was like still like in little parts. It's okay. An independent arcade game. Okay. And we were just like in it. And I was like, getting this game when we get the arcade. Or buying this game. That's how much. That's how good the Killer V was. Now, was it the game that was good, or just the vibe? It's like you said, the community, like people bringing you I think in. All of it. All of it. All, all of it. it. The experience. I mean, that was cool. That they were like, "Yo, we need people. Come here, man." You guys. To my wife and I, were like, come on. <laughs> and then my wife hung out with this other group and beat X Men in one sitting because it was free to play. Uh, so they just uh, ran it as a team. X Men, the four, the, the four, four one. one. Ah, okay. And they just ran through it and beat it like in thirty minutes Damn. or something. All of them. So that was a dope great. experience. So that's that that place just sits with me. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Second floor was all pinball machines. Okay. Dope spot. Damn. How were the the, the beverages? The beers oh, delicious. Were, yeah. Portland has good beer. Portland, yeah, Portland does. Oh, yeah. Probably one of those states I got to scratch off the list when it comes to trying totally. beers. I'll, I'll go to Vermont first. Vermont first. Okay. Do a whole new England trip. Yeah. We did, we did that last October. Oh, really? Uh, started in uh, Boston, in Massachusetts. Okay. And went all the way around. Nice. Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont. That's dope. I've, um, I've hit up uh, so far... I'm fairly new to this whole beercation thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, shouts to um, shouts to the the Craft Natives crew that that likes to run around and and make weekend plans, long weekends, and hit up places. Um, I've been to um, uh, North Carolina and Asheville, Charlotte and mm-hmm. Asheville. We started off in Charlotte, ended up in Asheville, and then I've also been to Austin. I missed the Georgia trip, 
but um but I made up for it with the Austin trip and so far I haven't been disappointed. Um Did you go to I think Jester King? We went to Jester King. God, I love that place. So, it's it's a very nice vibe. Mm-hmm. I didn't walk away um uh, kind of like mesmerized like most people do. A nice place. With the beer or the place? Both. Really? Both. Are you into sours I, like that? I, sours? Okay, so sours are tricky with me. There's I've definitely opened up a lot more to mm-hmm. sours, but it's not my my go-to. It's not the first thing. I'll try a sour. If somebody says, hey, they have a really good sour here, I'll try it. No right. problem. So, Ed, what is your go-to? So, <laughs> they did it. They, did it. <laughs> they turned the tables on me. All right. So, um, it's funny, man. It's it's. Um, I feel I feel for guests when I ask them, you know, your beer choice, because I understand how, how, how difficult it is to pick right. one out. But, um, and, and I think that comes by virtue of, me sampling a little bit of everything just so that I could kind of like have an idea of what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. And it still doesn't work. I still don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about. But I, I think my, my go-to is typically something like a, a anything malty, like a, a dark lager. Mm-hmm. If oh. it had like the roasted malt flavor, oh, that's, like, yes. that's where I go. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple beers that have always, that always get my attention is um, Winwood has the, oh, I'm forgetting the, the, uh, the nutty block. Is it? They, they got a Rubia one, and then there's it's like the, it's the else, nutty right? blonde. It's the nutty that sounds blonde? right. It's the one with the hazelnuts in it. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's one of those that I always I always go to. Um. Uh, but yeah, I, I usually don't do IPAs, mm-hmm. stouts. I've kind of been gravitating towards stouts more and more now. Uh. But you're, any, you're on the cusp, bro. I, yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> makes a dive. <laughs> yeah. Just go. Just go with it. Um. But but yeah, speaking of the, the trips and, and, mm-hmm. and the craftinators, um this next beer that we're gonna get into um has no label. Has no label. That's has always no label. the best part. <laughs> yes. This one here, uh I mentioned um a couple of the people that like to partake in these beer cations with me or are so are so kind to allow me to, to ride along with them or mm-hmm. fly with them. Is the, the home brewer duo duo known as Twin Flame. So this beer here we're going to try, it is uh, from Twin Flame Brewing. It is their strawberry printer. I got to ask them why they, they, I'm sure they told me, and that's falling on my lap. Okay. <laughs> These bottles don't pour the same. Um, I'm sure they told me one time why strawberry printer was the name of it. I just forgot, but it is a strawberry blonde. Whoa. And it comes in at a 6%. Whoa. You can smell that strawberry. See, that's what I like when people tell you, listen. It's strawberry. It's peach. You could actually get it. So we get it on the nose for sure. Yeah. And where's this from? Twin Flame. It's a, it's a home brewers here. Yeah, here in uh here in oh, uh, Dania, Florida. Dania? No, no. Sorry, Davy. They're out of Davie. really. Yes. All right. Super local. Real, real close peoples. You know, they're practically family. Salutes to y'all, Twin Flame. Cheers. Oh, that's nice. Yo, Brian. It's it's still hitting. It's still hitting, Brian. I get the strawberry. Thank you. Yeah, the, um, <laughs> I love that when people actually say they give you what they say. Um, Delicious, great people, uh, Diana and Brian. Uh, I interviewed them about a year ago. I want to say, yeah, right about now, maybe hmm. a little more, about a year and a month ago. And um, they they welcomed me into their home, and um, they were so kind to sit down and talk shit with me, and I let me record it. And when I got there, they surprised me, and they were like, "Hey, guess what? We're brewing a beer with you today." 
And I was like, oh, shit, for real? Like, yeah, yeah. That's like, okay. So uh, we sat down before we started recording, and we kind of had like a meeting of the minds, or more or less, I just, you know, I just listened to them, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> their input. But they did ask me. They asked me, all right, similar to what you just did. Hey, what kind of beer do you normally drink? And I was like, well, I really don't like IPAs. Mm-hmm. And then for most most people that have been in the beer community for a while, when you say that, that's like, there's that gasp that... <sighs> No, oh, like, no, you don't like IPAs, you know? Who are so, you? <laughs> so their job becomes <laughs> to turn you into an IPA person. Right. You know? So they said, no, nah, we're going to make an IPA. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. I mean, you guys are running the show. I'm just here. All right. And no, they, they, they put together something, an IPA, a New England IPA that was very drinkable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ended up naming it the uh, Piña Lengua, pineapple tongue for those. I like that. Yes. So, um, put that on a shirt. We should have. We should have. It might still happen. It might still happen. I might have to get back together with them and like do version 3.0 because we did two. We did one and then a couple months later we got together and did one with, with that was um, Piña Lengua con Coco. Oh, that's nice. So, and that worked out too. So, we might have to go back and do the 3.0. I love it. Yeah, yeah. That, it's all about the 3.0s. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what? Speaking of IPAs and hating them, I used to hate them. Okay. And I used to really hate that. I used to say it was the penny. It was like a penny flavor. In my mouth. Mm, really mm. hated it. And then uh, a good homie of mine, uh, Chef Nikolai, he's a he was like one of the original craft beer heads in Florida, like from okay. in, in Tampa. He was in school. In, he was a uh, Tampa in school mm-hmm. be- when all this was still underground and before it blew up. Yeah. So he's like, the reason is is because you're drinking old IPAs. And then uh, I started looking at at dates on cans. You know, I started really paying attention. And then one day he, he took me to drink a freshly made IPA, like a week, yeah. less than a week old or a week. Okay. And I was like, whoa, this is like totally different. Yeah. That's why it's good to go to breweries and, yeah. and try some of their IPAs because mm-hmm. they're all fresh. Now, mm-hmm. if it still tastes bad, then it's just not your flavor for no one. But I eventually ended up really liking IPAs. Gotcha. I used to hate that fucking beer. <laughs> yeah. I only drank stouts and porters. That's it. Yeah. I was yeah. like, give me barreled aged stouts and some porters. I want some pirate shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, what do pirates drink after they conquer something, you know? Like, that's what I want. rum. Yeah, like yeah. something that was aged in a rum barrel. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm one of those cats that I judge a beer based off if it drinks well when it's warm. Like, if it's room mm. temperature and it still tastes good. Got you. You're fucking, you made a good beer. That makes sense. Yeah. That I, makes sense. I learned that real quick. Because, that's a good strategy. Yeah, that's because look, you never, you're never going to see someone drink a Budweiser warm. Warm. No, no, no. Because it's shit beer. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna die. Yes, it's, it's gonna. You're on a you're on a time. Yeah, clock. you're on a time you're clock. Like, yeah. That's why that's why they want it cold and fresh. Yeah, shipped fresh. And shipped then. fresh and cold <laughs> for your soul. <laughs> but if you drink a good ass beer, even if it's an IPA or this room temperature, like this, I know will taste great room yeah. temperature. Nice. This is really good stuff right here. Dope. Yeah, this, they put, they put out great. It's like a picnic beer. You know, like you go to mm. the picnic. Mm. Yeah, drink this comfortably mm-hmm. with your meals. Yeah, like your burgers and shit. Oh. No, indeed, indeed. Yes. Well, while Shout you enjoy out. the last of that one. Damn, that was good. I, yeah, like the, and, I like the levels you're going. And indeed, shout-outs to Twin Flame. Love y'all. Now, I'm glad that you're a porter and a stouts guy because oh, I, I hit it on the head this time around. Save the best for last. Okay. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. What do we have here? The fourth and final beer. It is from Abita Brewing. It is their chocolate Dobert's cake stout. It's an eight percent. So yeah, this is the this is the mountain top, and it was brewed in uh, Louisiana. Oh, it is. 
So we're going to give this one a go. Coco Nips, you can't go wrong. Oh, <sighs> big chocolate person. It's fucking delu- love it. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, uh, let's see if, like I said, I'm. Fairly, oh, that's good. Oh, okay. It's dessert. Oh, yeah. Well, y- yes. Uh, off the front, like you get a heavy, like whoo, Nestle's chocolate. quick yeah. chocolate. That's so good. Totally Nestle quick. <laughs> that right. fragrance is. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is good. Very good, yeah. This is good. I'm wondering if the I'm not a big chocolate fan, but I think maybe the the, the vanilla that they have kind of offsets it a little bit. It does. No, totally. Does. But this is very drinkable. Oh wait, is there any lactose in this one? I need no. to check. Okay, 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 good. We're good. Whew. All right, so you could thoroughly enjoy this one. He's trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Come for an interview. Leave with a body bag. I'm never. <laughs> You're like, nah, I ain't gonna sit down with old head Ed. He be killing people on his interviews. <laughs> Dope. That's dope. good. Every beer was good. Well, I'm glad you said so because this is your moment to kind of kind of give them the uh, the one through four your 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 least favorite to your most favorite. Okay, so obviously because I can't enjoy it, but it's not because it's bad. Okay, but I will say the uh, wild sour. Uh, well, no, let's go off. Let's let's not be biased here. Do you think? Do you think it, it did taste good? But I got a beef with lactose, and the reason why I I, I compare it to. To adding butter to a steak, huh? Okay, you know, which is a which is a popular thing. It's a very I think popular of, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's like, what did would that steak taste good without that butter? Mm-hmm. What are you hiding from me, sir? Yes, yes. <laughs> what are you trying to conceal here? So we'll leave this back at number one. But it's okay. still very good if if you're into that. It's or number really four. This is the least favorite. Oh yeah, number four. Yes, number yes. Four. Uh, Working our way up. So here we go. I want that there. That there. Oh damn. Okay. So I think I'm I think I'm gonna go with that. This was definitely my favorite. The strawberry blonde. Strawberry blonde is definitely my favorite. Twin flame, y'all got another one. Okay, that's the number one. Uh, I'm competing here between these two. So they could be interchangeable? Yeah. I feel like this had more body than this, but this is super delicious flavor. Yeah. And I'm a stout guy, but I still gotta go. I'm gonna go with three. So tried and true number two, Mm -hmm. and the cake stout number three. Nice. That's excellent. Um, Actually, let me take a picture of that order. Sorry. Yeah, please do. Please do. Yeah, (laughs) because you asked me, I'll be like, "Uh, I know the Twin Flame was number one. But but yeah, Uh, no, man, you know, you you did it. You went through the four beers. We talked, we talked beer taste. We got even got into a little bit of gaming. Yes, Um, sir. Still got a lot more podcasts to get to. Y'all know what's up. Uh, The beat segment comes next. This is Bruce Beats and East, the podcast. Dope. What about the beats? The beats. The beats. The beats. The beats. Bruce Beeson, he's the podcast, and we have reached uh, the beats portion of the podcast. I mean, I got a producer in the house, so we got to talk beats. Um, he's got to put me on to some some drum and bass, uh, some some jungle. Um, and 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 I think I'm going to share maybe one of my uh, moments when I first heard um, garage or oh garage gar- garage yeah. or they call it garage. a lot of it came from that. Yes. Garage. Garage. And that doesn't mean that we're not going to talk about everything else or keep drinking beers. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's open season here. We still got plenty of beers left. And we might even talk, um, shit, video game you could music. Talk, we could talk. Oh, that's, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yes, we could even talk video <laughs> game music. Because now there's orchestras that play, like, Legend I, of Zelda I music. I got the Philharmonic from Japan, uh, Legend of Zelda, live. My homie sent it to me. Yeah. He bought like the collector set and then really? burned me the CD. Burn me the CD. Whoever heard that? <laughs> We're bringing it back. <laughs> this is reason, and then, bro. I rocked that shit out like nothing. It's like amazing. 
I could imagine. Amazing. Amazing wow. stuff. Well, let's get into let's get into your uh, your experiences with movie. You mentioned earlier Def Jux being a uh, one of those uh, those key groups that oh the the, the label mm-hmm. uh, and everything in between. Uh, the, I mean, imagine the company flows and mm-hmm. um, who else? And Merz's first album and all that other. Mr. Stuff. Lift was on Mr. there. Mr. Lift was on there. Aesop's yeah. beginning, Aesop's. sort of beginning. Cage Middle was Cage. on there too. God bless Cage. Yes. God bless Cage. How did you find yourself? Um, you had you had an older brother that oh, was it older brother or older cousin, cousin cousin from New Jersey that brought you the mixtape. We covered that part. Yes, yes, yes. And then you started making your own music. Um, what was like? What was the music like in the household? Uh, uh, well, I lived with my old man. Okay. Growing up, and sometimes with my auntie. It's always salsa, salsa. I mean, that's what they listen to. Yeah. Old salsa, the good stuff. Like, mm-hmm. sounds very country. What we would call country in Spanish. Oh, yes. In the Latin countries. Mm-hmm. So that. Uh, other than that, I would always just. Have my own type shit. Yeah. And then my homies would burn, uh, copy tapes and give me tapes. So. Okay. Okay. 88. Listen, I'll tell you the greatest thing about Miami. It was 88.9 Saturday Night Funk Box. Oh, with the Rhythm Rocker. Rhythm Rocker and oh. DJ Dundee. Mm-hmm. Staying up late to record those tapes as a jit. I'll never forget there were nights where I was trashed on Saturday nights. Yeah. And I would just, I'd fall asleep for a second and make sure like I'm pressing, flipping the tape. <laughs> like, as a jit. I was like, yo. So my, my household was my bedroom. Which was yeah. like all underground hip hop. Nice, nice. Like always hip hop. That was actually the the rhythm rocker was one of I had to be one of the first, if not the only person down here that played. He had an early uh, copy of uh, Met the Man's to Cow. Yeah, he had he had, he had an early copy of Wu Tang. And then, yes, so he played mm-hmm. it on his show, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yo, this is crazy!" Like we're hearing Met the Man's album before it dropped. Months. Yes. I'm so glad you yes. said that. That was that was the reason we stayed up late all night because we're like, "What is he gonna play tonight?" Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know if this was rumor, but I always heard that the only reason we heard it once a week, Saturday nights, is because he was collecting. He was digging gotcha. in other states and collecting from gotcha. other people Makes so sense. that he had something for the show. Gotcha. That's what I always heard. Okay. I don't know if that was rumor, okay. but it made sense to me. Yeah, yeah. Because we'd have shit months in advance. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, yeah. I'm like, and, and it didn't hurt that he was at Blue Note Records. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I used to buy my uh, Hip Hop Connection mixtapes there. <laughs> Hip hop connection. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because uh, that was uh, Justin. Was it uh, Justin Time? Justin Time. Justin, Justin time. time and uh, and Mark Furman. Um, I went to high school with Mark Furman. No shit. Yeah, yeah. He went to NMB. Um, Those tapes are god to me. But that was that was the that was the they were the plug. They were the plug. I man. have one still. You I'm know, co- it's so good. You know what's crazy is that just on some old hip hop shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh man, I don't want. I want to say maybe seven, eight years ago when um, the feds got involved with the DJ Drama and Don Cannon uh, that were doing the Gangsta Grills mixtapes. Like they got the feds went in and they didn't know about that. Yeah, so it's so that was kind of like nationwide news, mm-hmm. or maybe it was regional, but you heard about it. Like that made news. And um, what did they do? I mean, what are they doing? I, I don't. I, I don't know exactly what it was mm-hmm. that that caused them to get the attention of the feds at that point. But I'm sure it was like, like a uh, licensing and, and copywriting oh. issues. And so they were doing it on such a level that it's like, all right, now the feds are paying attention. All right. Fuck you, ASCAP. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Funny thing is, is that when I saw that, I wasn't totally surprised by that because way before that happened, mm-hmm. only in Dade. <laughs> um, unfortunately, Hip Hop Connection fell, fell to the same fate. 
Like, is that what they, happened? Yes. I never knew what happened. Yes. I just knew one day I went into Bluno and I couldn't get any more. Yes. So sad. They got hit. They people came after them because now you're making mixtapes, but there's people who artists who make this music and then mm-hmm. labels who are profiting off of it more than the artists are. Right. And now they're mad because you're taking the money from them that they're taking from. <laughs> They're from their artists, you know, it's like sad days, the, bro. The, you know, the pot calling mm-hmm. the kettle black, you know what I'm right. saying? Um, so they got hit hmm. at, at some point, and then shortly after that, they still kept it going, but it was not on the scale that it was before. Mm-hmm. And it was more like they found the loophole. The loophole was hey, you buy a shirt and you happen to get this mixtape, mixtape. Oh, yeah, that's great. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> like, awesome. We're not selling you the mixtape, we're not right. even selling you the music. Right. That's a gift, it's a bonus, it's a bonus totally. to what your purchase is. Genius, yeah, yeah. And, Genius, and, and people have used it, you know, they have, which is a smart way to you know, do it, of course. Hell yeah, that's a good loophole. Yeah, <laughs> so hip hop connection, that's crazy. That shit's a change, bro. I died for those tapes. I was like, yeah. I wanted every color, I wanted every color, <laughs> but as long as it's not a DJ Clue tape. <laughs> <laughs> I did not want DJ Clue tapes. No, I didn't want any yelling in my shit. There you go. No, you none go. of that. That was yeah, that was a rough <laughs> one. Like the echo, the trail dot. Mm-hmm. Nah. I'll take a Tony Touch of uh, 50 MCs in the power site. Oh, like, yeah, I'll take that any day. I'll take that any. That's day. a good one. Oh, yeah. cheers to that. That was yeah, a good one. Sure. Good call. That's what I'm talking about. No desert storm shit here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not whatsoever. <laughs> um, how'd you get into the uh, the drum and bass and the jungle and? Oh, so all right, so. During, you know, going to NMB and Howlin' Oaks and all that, our my homie Ronald's big brother was a raver, and they had a crew called the Pooks, which okay. are really famous in South Florida. They're like a crew of DJ producers for the electronic music scene okay. that were always underground. And they used to throw underground raves, like in the warehouses across from uh, FIU. Oh, wow. Okay. North. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, we would always get in for free. You know, some yeah. of them, you had to know a passcode, okay. shit like that. And I remember one night, I think, uh, oh, no. Okay, this is how I found it. Not this, this story that I was telling is how I got into it more. Okay. The way I found it is I was lounging at my homie's house. He had a pool table. He's from Brazil. Okay. And he started playing this track with KRS on it. And KRS was spitting on a super fast beat. Hmm. Dope tune. It was a drum and bass track. I forgot okay. my wife knows the DJ's name because it's one of her favorites, but he's from Brazil. Okay. So KRS is like ripping it. It wasn't, it, it's, it was originally written for that mixtape. So it wasn't like back then it wasn't they a were lifting the acapellas and no. putting it. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, was like KRS is kicking it with a dude in Brazil that spins drum and bass and he's like spitting on the set. Got you. And I was just blown away. As an uh, MC, I was like, and I started listening to it. I was like, oh, it's like hip hop, but double time. Mm, That's all it is. Yeah. They're, he's spitting the same tempo. Except the beats just double the time. That's it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so amazing. <laughs> then I heard Ronnie Size's album, which had Method Man on it, original. Bahamadia on it, original wow. material. So he was merging hip-hop and drum and bass mm. together. And I was blown away. I was, blown away. I was like, shit, and then, I got, then I got into the rave scene. And now as a hip-hop head, you know, I was, so, I was always dressed as a hip-hop head. Yeah. And I walk into these raves, you know. And I, was, I never danced. I was always like, like this. And drum and bass would be played at the very end of the night. Like late night. Okay. Like three in the morning type shit. Because techno and house was always the big shit. Yeah. The underground shit was the jungle and drum and bass. That was like our underground hip hop. Okay. And okay. that's when I would stay for. And then you would see like these chicks with like fucking Adidas outfits on and just like raving hard. Really? And like I was like, oh, this is my scene. I was like, this is so good. It's like hip hop, drum and bass. Yeah. And then I, I got stuck. And then 
That's how I found drum and bass. Like, wow. Super, super dope. So that's wow. like, what, 90, late 90s? It had to be, 98, yeah. yeah. 99, 2000. Okay. See, so I found, I I came across it uh, a bit after that was, um, man, I, I wish I could remember the name of the movie, but it was, it was, uh, it was a movie from the UK. And it was probably one of these like post-apocalyptic movies or like where everybody's living in the, it's probably like an action um, Is it the movie. zombie one? No, 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 no. This one, I can't remember. I know that there was, there was, uh, there was kind of like rival crews, and there was a lot of parkour in it. And um, oh, I remember that one. But the very beginning, that. the very beginning of the movie, it's just got this this sound that's playing, and I'm like, yo, what is this? And and it's crazy because, like you said, there's a similarity mm-hmm. to like, I'm like this sounds. Like they, they started off like let's make hip hop but let's like switch it up mm-hmm. let's let's add our own to it you totally know? and and it was just it went so well with that opening shot where it was mm-hmm. like just a rolling camera and you was kind of seeing like the the poor and dilapidated area and there's you know drug sales going on right. or whatever that drug right. was in that time and um, I was like yo this this sounds pretty dope. Like this is pretty. This is like it fits so well. Like cinema, cinematically, it fits so well the sound and, and the, the images that they were showing. So That's dope. Yeah, I was like, and I can't remember the name of the. And movie. it was the parkour movie though, right? It was, it like was yes, it something was, fifty-one. No, uh, there's a number district, involved. No, district no. No. no, not District Nine because that was the, the alien one. Cup. Yeah, exactly. Which but is was, British too, which is funny. But yes. I know what you're talking about though. Yeah, I remember I, that movie. I'll get it. I'll get on IMDb and figure. I'm gonna have to find the movie <laughs> so I can just play the sound, the like the music that I'm talking about. Oh, in the in background. I'll do yeah, it. Do definitely, it. Definitely, Respect. Definitely. That's dope. So that was that was like oh shit, but I never fell deep into the rabbit hole. I was mm-hmm. like oh shit, that sounds pretty cool. Um, and then you heard of you know you heard of uh, the rappers from you know as far as uh, when when Tim Westwood started bringing on yes. the British rappers mm-hmm. and they were all on there. Um, some of them ended up. Playing, becoming actors and playing on Top Boy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, can't remember his name. I know he. It's Kano. 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 Yes, Kano. Grime MC. Kano. Yes, Grime MC. Yeah. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I'm like, oh yeah, man, this is yeah. This you could see like the the traces of hip hop in this. Oh, totally, totally, totally. So it's really dope. As an MC, it, I, I got dragged into it more because like this past Saturday, we went to a, a drum and bass monthly in South Beach, but it's thrown by United Drum and Bass. Okay. South Florida crew forever. And dude, I was MCing this past weekend. It was all OG really? shit, dude. It was packed. Nice. If I show you pictures, slammed, and it was Supercon. Oh yeah. Weekend. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So all these cats from Supercon were dressed up. So I've been pitching for like ever. This is why I'm bringing hip hop and drum and bass to tenth level more. Okay. Because gamers love drum and bass. A lot of them don't even know what they're listening to, because it's in their it's in almost all their video games. Mm. Drum and bass has always been in gaming. So okay. when they hear it live and they're just gaming, they're just like, they're just zoned it's out. Second nature like, to them, it's yeah, dude. And so as an MC, I love spitting over drum and bass too. Nice, because I get to play with both time signatures. Okay, you know, half time, double time, quarter times. Yeah, so I get to jump around with that. So yeah, that's interesting because if we're talking about music and beats and um, every, I'm not a big fan of it, but it seems like I don't know what what happened in hip hop that made people think that. You were, you could become a better MC if you could rap in double time, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm not the biggest fan of it, um, but I'm like, I think sometimes people get caught up too much on the double time sound that they sacrifice a little bit on what they're saying, right? You know, because your goal is to to sound real fast. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's there's some greats that do it like yeah, like R A does it amazing. Yes, Tone Def. 
Yes. That's an amazing. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Even the younger cast like Afro. Oh, yeah, um, Afro. Yeah. He's the, actually saying something. Yes. Yeah. Tech yeah. Nine does it really oh, good. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Good call. Yeah. But, but, um, but it, it's like it's become where some of the younger cats, um, they, they, I don't know, to me it's kind of like they, they fall back on it. Mm-hmm. It's like, like oh, I'm going to impress you now because look how fast I rap. And right. I'm like, no, nah, I just want to hear what you're saying. It's like, true. You know? No, it's true. It's like all glitter. But yes. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, so now that we're talking about double time beats, it's, uh, I think it'd be refreshing to hear more of that now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then have them kind of fall back a little bit on the on the double time delivery. Oh, the thing about DMB is like you should always try to spit majority of time mm-hmm. that hip hop halftime flow because it fits. Yeah, musically it fits. You can't yeah. have every instrument doing 180 BPMs. You know, gotcha. you got to when you produce including stuff, your voice because the voice yeah, is also voice is an, an instrument. instrument. Yeah. yeah, so you sh- you got to be some somewhere in there in between those notes. That's a lot of cats like. From here to around the world, that Raga Jungle does it, and a lot of them do it well. It's like that's the roots, you know, and it's like reggae ish Jaga. I mean, sorry, Jaga, Raga. So some of them can do it, and it's like a hype thing. Got you. But as a lyricist, like I can't do it. I can't see myself not being able to sound clear enough. Okay. So the audience can hear exactly what I'm saying because there are moments, and it happens all the time, especially during drum and bass sets. Where the DJ, the beat will drop, whether it's the DJ doing or sending. And if you're in the middle of like an eight bar, what are you going to do, stop? Some (laughs) people would stop and just be like, oh, and be like, do something hype. Me, I love the breaks. So I just keep going through the break. And I wait for that moment when that beat is about to drop. I'm trying to catch it. And the second it hits, And if the timing is on point. Yeah, and then the second that beat, that first note hits, I'll shut up. And everybody's like, (laughs) because it was like an acapella, you know? Yeah. And they can hear me. Nice. So that, nice. that was actually a couple moments this past weekend, which was fun. That's fresh. Yeah, That's I love that fresh. shit. What, what are you listening to nowadays? I am, let's see. Well, I'm always on Mixcloud. That's my main source of music. Okay. Because I like sets. I like shows and sets. I don't, I'm not really, for some reason, I just stopped listening to single tracks mm. a long time ago. Unless yeah. they're albums. Uh-huh. So I listen to a lot of DJ sets. So I have certain shows I listen to. Um, HFM from England is great. They have a bunch of dope underground Hip-hop shows there. Dope. Nice. Like uh, uh, Trackside Burners. It's like these two cats that are like huge hip-hop heads. So they have different segments where like they'll play only dope instrumentals. Mm. And and uh, and everyone in the underground hip-hop scene that we know is on there. Like always dropping some, you know, props to them. Okay. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Basement Sessions from Canada, which is more of the dub reggae. Okay. So I listen to a lot of dope dub reggae, drum and bass. There's some jungle on there. And he also plays underground hip-hop. Okay. Uh, Funky Corners from uh, Buffalo, New York. Dope okay. show. He's a crate digger. Okay. So he nice. plays a lot of a lot of stuff from his crates. Yeah. And We Need More Crate Show. That's another dope show. And I think that's from Boston. So Mixcloud is a dope Mixed spot. Is a spot. Yeah, if you're digging. And I do it a lot because I'm always Shazamming stuff to build lists. Mm. Like for the bar especially. I'm okay. Because like, I want hours of hip hop. Fucking dope yes. underground shit. So I got to dig. Yeah. You ain't going to hear it twice. We're no. Gonna, we, no. <laughs> that is so, so that's dope. what I mainly listen to. Like, just a bunch of shows and okay. listen to new artists that I try to find. Got you. That's got it. you. Um, what's one artist that you've, you've, you've discovered recently or like... Uh, let's see. And if there's a particular song that it's like... Anybody that's out. really like stood out for me? I can tell you right now, actually. So, I would probably... You know... Um, Probably more of a crew. Okay. 
Um, I think I have a feeling where you're going with this. <laughs> it's not Coast Contra, is it? No, but I, I I heard that the other day. Yeah, they're pretty dope. Really dope. That Apartment 5 album is it's nice. Actually, there's this dope track that I've been listening to called Light It Up. Okay. And it's like, it's, uh, it's Gardna featuring Fox and Dynamic MC. Okay. So that's, that's a really dope track. I should have been nice. bumping a lot. Single artist, not much, but this crew right here, Mungo's Hi-Fi. Okay. Has a lot of dope features with Mungo's MCs. Hi-Fi. Okay. That's a really dope. Nice. Bunch of producers. Word, word. I also like to ask my guests, throw a little curveball. <laughs> Yeah, Dra- Dragon like Ball C, yeah, yeah curveball. Kamehameha. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's something that you play that most people would be surprised to hear you listening to? Music-wise, music-wise, yeah. It's something I would play over there, or just in general, like like if like something that you enjoy, uh, you know, like a secret uh, love affair with a yeah, type guilty, of guilty, guilty pleasure. pleasure. Music. Yeah, are you oh. listening to Dua Lipa? Dua Lipa? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's it's something that's uh, a music, uh, uh, maybe a music genre or just a, an artist that you enjoy that most people be like, yeah, what are you doing listening to this? That's a tough one. Or is there? I mean, I don't know. I, I can't say so much that because I'm like a hip hop head and it's like, me too. That's you're not going to find me venturing too far from it. Like I've already established what I like. No, nah, man, there's nothing nah, I've ever. Okay. No, because every time I think I hear something, I'm like, yo, I think, I think, I think people would date this. I'll test it with my wife or some shit because she's hardcore. Okay, perfect, yeah. perfect. Is there something that your wife has put you onto? Mm. That you're like, oh shit, this is really dope. Plenty of plenty of real underground drum and bass. She's okay. a, she she has her record collection is ill. Nice. Like I've seen cats like sweat her record collection. Really? Yeah. Yeah. She collects a lot of Renegade hardware. It's a record label. Okay. And a lot of that shit you can't find anymore. Renegade hardware. Yeah. Dope beats. I mean like hip hop heads would love those beats because they're Darker, like '90s underground, darker mm. type feel. It's on some old havoc, very Mob stripped D. down. Yeah, stripped mm. down, just drums, bassline, and like a sound, mm. like it used yeah. to be. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. So she's got me into a lot of great fucking dark shit, like nice. dark drum and bass stuff that I like. Okay, yeah. So oh, thank shout, you for that. Shouts to the missus. Yeah. Oh girl, I love you so. <laughs> <laughs> He probably don't even sing like that until he drinks. I don't know. Actually, that's the only reason I'm singing. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. Is, um, is there any more music in your future? I mean, you know, I know you said you MC. That's a good question. That's a good question. That's a. Since I closed it, I was I, I was very happy since I closed it because for a long time I, I wasn't able to work on my own material. Mm. I was working on other people's dreams, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, I was being the engineer. Recording every time. I was barely producing for myself. I was producing for others. Okay. So when I finally stopped, I actually started enjoying music again. Uh, I mean, even Orion has asked me, you 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 make some shit. He sent me a track recently to write to. Not not officially. He's like, what do you think about this? You know, I was thinking about doing this. I was like, yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Um, It's, I'm so in love with motion graphic design. I just, I enjoy freestyling live on stages. Okay. Still. That hasn't left me. Yeah. You put me on stage and I'll rip any beat and enjoy it. But production, sitting down, I always think about it. I actually wanted to start this cool thing. Maybe I shouldn't sit online. Nah, you want to, yeah. Nah, it's cool. Sure. We could put a bit, you know, we could do it on the Patreon. I don't have a Patreon, but we could. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you after, actually. Because it's a really good idea for producers. Hold tight, hold tight. So I'm not going to put it out there. I've been trying to put it together for a while. All right. I think I told her. Yeah, I did tell her right now. I'll just say this. You need to have an NPC of some sort. 
Got you. Some kind of sampler. That's it. Okay. Okay. Dope. Real quick before we wrap this one up. Mm -hmm. um, Now that you mentioned Orion, we're talking about uh, just the the, the drum and bass, the hip hop. Um, Has he put you on to Brother Mike at all? Mirror Melt? Mm -mm. Okay. Sacred Glimpse, Mirror Melt. I got to put you on to Brother Mike. Um, Man, yeah, I think you'll dig. I'll dig. Well, actually, he is. He is. Yo, shouts to to Brother Mike, a.k.a. Mirror Melt, Sacred Glimpse. Um, the intro you hear on this podcast and the outro uh-huh. are both produced by him. Dope. Okay. So, yeah, homie from a long time ago, a uh, full sale graduate, full sale teacher, and uh, and yeah, man, just a, a really good beatsmith. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I got to put you on to him. And just that's probably like the closest variation I could think of uh, to um, the, the drum and bass that like nowadays where I listen to it, where. The, the drum patterns are staggered or they'll, or they'll pick up speed out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think you'll dig it. Oh, I love shit like that. I, I think you'll dig it, yo. I'm going to put you on. I'm going to put you on. All right. My peoples, before, you know, we still got things to do. I'm already, like, talking to Noam, like, yo, I'm, I'm going to make connections. But, <laughs> but we can't do that unless we talk about Eats because it is Bruce Beats and Eats. Oh, yes. We got one more segment left. Y'all stay tuned. I already told y'all. Bruce Beats and Eats, the podcast. Bruise Beats and Ease the Podcast, and we have reached the final portion of the podcast. This is where we get to know our guest's food tastes. You already heard about what he listens to, the beers he enjoys. He was even so kind to drink a beer with lactose in it. Which I haven't done in like fucking 10 years or some shit. Yes. Look at, you know what I'm saying? It's Anything for Ed. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, man. Most of y'all. <laughs> Should adapt that that mentality. <laughs> Start now. Sacrifice your soul. Yes. Oh, speaking of, if it's any, if it's you know, for those of you who want to maybe take baby steps and anything for Ed, I, I'm not asking for a lot. Just call the hotline 786-294-6263. Simple and plain. Call the hotline. Tell me what you're drinking, what you're listening to, and and your, what your favorite dish is. Recommendations. I'll take them. Just leave me a message. A message. If you don't want to leave me a message, just shoot me a text message. I'll read it on the air. If you, yeah, I know a lot of people are, are concerned about mm-hmm. you know hearing their voice. Nah, my voice. Listen, coming from someone who doesn't like how their voice sounds and decided to do a <laughs> podcast, just do it. Just do it. Take the leap. You know what I'm saying? Jump out the comfort zone. This is not a big like challenge. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like it's very simple. It's one of the things I think most people could do. But yeah, man, seven eight six two nine four six two six three. Even if you want to correct me, because Lord knows I say some wrong shit on this podcast. Like I could be off, way off, and and I I, I wear that proudly. But you're a good man, <laughs> yeah. an honest man. But, but correct me, let me know. And every once in a while, we'll do a poll. Um, in the past, we've done polls such as uh, ketchup on hot dogs, yes or no, uh, cereal in a bowl or in a cup, uh, a bunch of shit. You know, if you have any opinion, or maybe you're like the strange person in your family that does something. In you know one way that everybody else kind of like, wait, why do you eat? You know, why do you eat? I don't know tomatoes with cheese or whatever. I don't know <laughs> something. Let me know about it. We can talk about it right here again. Seven eight six two nine four six two six three. Voicemail or text message works just fine. I, I'm welcoming all of it, and um, and I, you know, I'm gonna save the rest for the for the next podcast. I like that idea, by the way. Ah, there you go. No, very good idea. No, approves, man. Come on. Very social, very community based. Correct. And I that's like what it. it's about. That's I like what it. it's about. So, Noam, this is about you though. Dun, dun. Definitely about you. The uh 
the go-to dish that that one that one dish that you can't live without I love my wife's meatloaf man mm. <laughs> not gonna lie it's a classic already like a good man should it's a really good dish man nice it's nice okay it's moist it's not dry it's delicious and scallops like I love scallops oh does she know how to whip up some scallops too uh no we've done them we've oh, done yeah. them yeah. nice yeah. okay Okay, but uh, scallops in general just dope. Um, what would be a side that would accompany this 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 fabulous meatloaf? I would probably say spinach. Okay, spinach with nice. spinach with uh, garlic and mm. some oil in it. Mm. Yeah, can't go. We're wrong talking with cooked that. spinach. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about a salad here, or even some. Um, oh, you know what? Potatoes. Actually, she's done it with potatoes. Potatoes. Some nice. good ass potatoes. Oh, okay. nice baby potatoes. There you go. There you go. I also usually ask, uh, is there something that you, like, totally despise? Is there any, like, uh, dish? Mushrooms. Well, dishes? Or it could be a dish. It could be a topping. It could be anything. Mush- like, I mean, if it's mushrooms, it's mushrooms. But hmm. something that maybe, oh, you know what, better yet, something you tried once and you're like, yo, you know what? I'm good if I never eat that again. It, it uh, might, it might be a- oh, you know what? You're right. Uh, artichoke. I'm not really. Yeah, okay. fuck artichoke. Unless it's in a dip, nah. I ain't fucking with it. Even in the That's dip. you? Oh, you. Yeah, me. Oh, okay, cool, yeah. yeah. I don't like the boiled one. I've had, tried it. I, oh. I, I don't understand. I've seen people eat, like, mm-hmm. the whole artichoke heart thing where, like, they, they, yeah, I don't like it. they prepare it and they're, like, they pretty suck much it out. Cre- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I tried it. It ain't for me, man. No, no. Can't do it. Not. I can't do it. I agree there. I <laughs> agree. Totally. Totally. Do you cook yourself? I do. All right, what's what's a dish that you would prepare for someone just to like flex the skills? Uh, let's see. I like, you know, roasting roasted chicken. I okay. got a roasted chicken style that I like to do. Okay. Can't say it on the air. But uh <laughs> they got to pay for it. They got to pay right. for it. That's right. But I do like cooking roasted chicken and they say I got a mean ass breakfast. Oh, so. yes. I, I yeah, a lot of our my guests are champions of the breakfast. What's an ideal breakfast for you? An ideal breakfast for me would be on an iron skillet. It has to be iron skillet. Okay. Because you get a certain type of heat. That's mm-hmm. very important. Mm-hmm. Um, I like if I like to make fluffy uh, omelets type. So I'll get vegetables like spinach, some garlic, a little bit of, you know, some sausage or something, tomatoes. Put it in there. Get it into a certain shape. And then what I do is I grab water and mm. I drop water into it and then cover it. And it steams it. It steams the eggs. So it gotcha. makes it fluff up into like a little balloon almost. It's like a pocket. Yeah. yeah. And then you take it out real quick. And then That's how they do it at uh, the original Pancake House. I always wondered. Is it? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's how I do it. And it's fucking nice and fluffy and soft. Yo, yeah. That's you, okay. Like about just, half an inch thick. Yeah. You put me onto game because their, their omelets come where they're almost... Um, I don't want to say like football size, but they're they're mm-hmm. they're like a pie. They're they're they're, they're stacked. They're fluffy. Ah, yes. Yeah. I think that's how I do it. I mean, that's how I do it. That would make sense. Got to get the, but you don't throw. You got to throw hot water. Not hot water. Cold water. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Not because then that would slow down the cooking process. And or you I could break get... the skillet. I think. Oh, because well, I, I I cook in a skillet, like gotcha. an iron skillet. Okay. So yeah, but yeah, fluff it up with some water and cover it quickly, nice. and then turn off the turn it off, and then just the heat from the yeah, skillet is going to do the rest of the work. And let that shit. Do its own thing. Mm, okay, dope. My, my Cooking to... by gnome. <laughs> I don't know if this will work this time. 
<laughs> it might. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to throw it in there. <laughs> so in the game industry, real quick, a lot of people know me as Prince Nomi. So any gamers that hear this, they're going to be like, Nome. Nome uh, is my stage name. Okay. Prince so, Nomi is the gamer tag. Prince Nomi. Yeah, so at the bar, people know Nomi. No, uh, Nobody says okay. Nome. No, okay. Okay. Good to know. Yes. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Yeah, yeah, I deserve one of those. I deserve one of those for sure. Orion would appreciate that one. <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. <laughs> Bro, yeah. yeah, no. That was good. Yeah. When, when I get together with Orion and, and I, I, I shoot off one of them, them jokes like that, uh-huh. it's not like he doesn't laugh, but it's a disapproval laugh. It's like right. a laugh with like a, oh, damn, Ed. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I don't know if it's like he disapproves of the fact that I made him laugh right. or that I actually said it. You know what I'm saying? Right. But if I don't say it, who's going to say it? <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do this. Be, be, hang yourself. That's it. That's it. Hey, listen. Self-deprecating. I'm all about it. I love it. It's very American of you. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So, um, continuing with, with, with food. Um, yes. Upbringing. Um, what was, what was a, a typical dish you had just growing up? I feel like mine was a very generic Latino, like, you know, rice, beans, and steak. Chicken. Beans, oh, right, okay. rice, chicken, like, yeah, you know, we were poor for growing up, so it was mm-hmm. like those main dishes always. Yeah, yeah. rice, beans with a meat. You know, yeah. that was that was my household for like ever. Got you. you know, Got you. that yeah, same same here. It was kind of like the no vegetables for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, there was times where I attempted to kind of get my I mean, uh, my my mom was first generation, mm-hmm. like you know, so. Um, I would try to explain to her, like, oh, you know, can you make pancakes for me? And that was like, I don't know what the hell that is. Like, Some pancake. Pancake. Like pancake. pancake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is that? I mean, I mean, she, you know, and she did it. She, you know, eventually she did. But it was kind of like me learning, me being the first one, you know, you know, going, interacting mm-hmm. with kids, you know, in the United States, in New York, United States. And, and it was like picking up certain things. I'm like, oh, why don't I have that? Or why don't I try? Or watching right, TV. Right. Like, why don't I have that? So, yeah, she she tried. But then at the, that, I, I think that's why I kind of um, adapted cooking early mm-hmm. on. Because I was like, I'm going Oh, so you're, you're big in cooking. <sighs> you're survivalist. I'm a, yes. Yeah. I'm a fan. I don't, I, I'm not as scared of any recipes. If that's you send awesome. me a recipe, I will try it. That's and dope. I will, and I'll make it. Ha- I'll try to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can cook in the sense of like, if you give me the proper guidance, I'll get it done. Mm. Um, and I, I don't mind. And I, and you sound like a baker. That's how baking is. Like how, is strict it? instructions. Okay. Got yes, the measurements and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of. Uh, I guess this is just foodie talk. I'm a big fan of the Food Network. Mm. You know, um, I'll sit there and watch that shit for hours, or I'll just have it playing in the background, or I'll right. sit there and watch a couple episodes while I'm doing oh, you're other a stuff. You're definitely so foodie. yeah. Most <laughs> people be like, no HGTV or right. you know whatever. I'm like, yo, throw on the Food Network. You know, we'll watch the <laughs> I mean, guys' grocery games, and then and then I think, and the reason I do it is because I think through just osmosis, like mm-hmm. it's playing in the background, like subconsciously. I think some of the things that, that the chefs do on there, or the the ideas that they present. I, I, at some point, I'm like, oh, wait, you know what? You absorb I, it? I absorb it. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to try this. That's what they say about sleeping with the TV on. Yes. That's why they say don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, because that could kind of like structure you, yeah. mold you into It does. You wake up and all of a sudden you're cooking bad as fuck. You're like, oh, this is great. <laughs> yeah. I'm the best chef in town. <laughs> no, definitely. Definitely. Are you a, a desserts guy? Well, so lactose is off the table. 
Yeah, okay. yeah. I've, I I I used to love like uh, I mean, well, I mean, there's so many options now. I live in. There's a good. It's like the perfect time to be dairy free. Yes. There's options like crazy. Like yeah. dairy free ice cream is probably better than real ice cream at mm. this point. It's mm. fucking delicious. It's made out of coconut or yeah, cashew or oat milk. Oat milk. Yeah, yeah. Oat milk is God, right? God <laughs> sent, right? Yeah, God Jesus sent. had a kid. He would name him Oat. <laughs> 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 no, I hear you. I hear you. But I do. I dig ice cream now because okay. it's dairy free. Yeah, yeah. But uh, flavor I, the fl- the flavor you go to. Man, but you know what I miss is flan. Mm, yeah, with good reason. Flan is like the ultimate yeah. dessert. Yeah. I mean, it's like you can't go wrong with flan. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had bad flan. This is true, unless they the um they burnt the caramel too much. Oh, that's true. That's the only pie, the only time like, that when it gets too crunchy, flan goes yeah. bad. Yeah, <laughs> too crunchy. Like, I miss ah. that, man. That's one. That's actually you. You just reminded me of that. Yeah, the flan is. The oh, one. I miss flan. Yeah, that shit has a lot of dairy. I didn't mean to do it. Nah, it's all right. <laughs> I sit. Listen, I sit at restaurants and stare at people during dessert. Like I finish my meal, she's like, "You ready to go?" I just go, "Give me a second. Give me. A second. Let me just. I just look at people, on. and they're like, they look. You can see how happy they are. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. licking their fucking spoons. Yeah. I'm like, that's a cow's fucking." soul in there like it looks so good i'll take it <laughs> you enjoy it for me yes please and by virtue of you enjoying it <laughs> it brings me some joy i'm telling you i always have a joke when people are like oh you're dairy like yeah but i dream about bathing in milk like all the time <laughs> <laughs> the milk fat it's great for the skin it's so good <laughs> Damn. What's, what's the flavor ice cream that you go to uh man mango Mango, okay. I don't know if that's a Florida thing of me or I just I love Probably. fucking mango, bro. Yeah, I've been clowned. I've been clowned for for going like my ice cream taste veering, like you said, mm-hmm. like a mango or you're a strawberry man, fruit. aren't you? I, I fuck with a strawberry. <laughs> you know, I, you know what? I'm gonna tell you right now. What, what set that off was those um the ice cream bars. Wait, did I guess it? Was it really no, strawberry? No, no, that's, oh, not, that's okay. not. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I usually go like my go-to, go-to What's is something go-to? that has to do with like caramel. Oh, um, caramel's good. Like, caramel man. ice cream, vanilla caramel, anything that starts off like that, then right. we can go from there. Mm. But no, but I do enjoy strawberry, and it it goes back to those um, the ice cream trucks that they would sell you, sell you the 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 strawberry shortcake. Oh my god, I forgot about that. That the was strawberry that was good. Yo, those on were, a stick. Yes. Oh, yes. so good. And it had the crunchies on the yeah, outside. Yeah, all the crunchy parts, like the nuts. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, was like, like nuts or something, right? No, I think it was like a, might a have breading? Been like, a, like a breading. Like oh, a, like man. A, I do remember the, that. And, and the, there's a center part. The center was, was the red. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that shit is good. That's that's yeah, that's that was yeah that's that fucking was, heaven yeah somebody needs to make a dairy free version of that <laughs> yeah get on God it. I forgot about that you're bringing yeah. up all these great memories of like <laughs> lives I used to have <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you man no it, yeah that was that was definitely one of those things where I was like oh, I could fuck with the strawberry ice that's cream because it was just that you're right that is good <laughs> that there was, was a really sherbet good. one that was similar to that mm-hmm. or some yeah, shit like that sher- they had a, Orin- like, I'm sorry an orange sherbet like an orange, orange. yes orange sherbet and they also had the almond one which the almond one I discovered later oh, I never heard of that one they had an almond one oh, in, in that brand too yeah yeah God bless definitely. them in NMB growing up was there a spot that you went to as a kid that you enjoyed their food I know they had a couple of different places in you mean area. inside the building oh, no, or just, outside no just yeah throughout the throughout the in the neighborhood of NMB um, whether it was the 163rd Street Mall, never eat. Yeah, they used I'm, to have like a Wolfie spot. Like they had, they had this that little, a little little food court thing they had. I remember there was like a pizza place there that was really dope. 
Was it a Cazzoli's? Oh, it wasn't shit. a Cazzoli's. It was. Well, hold on. If we're gonna talk pizza and we talk N and B, we gotta talk about Franco's Pizza. Were you around? I love Franco's. Pizza. Franco's was the joint. Oh, I used to love Franco's Pizza. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when it was now, it's a Domino's. It makes. Is it? It's like it's, I cry oh. every time, bro. And it's been a Domino's Friday, say the last maybe 10, 11 years, maybe mm-hmm. more than that. But Franco's Pizza, for those who don't know, um, in N and B, man, Franco's was the place you went to like late night. They were mm-hmm. open. They were open a, a I good they, part. I feel like they were doing that before Steve's or at the same time as Steve's? Probably at the same time. But, it, but yeah, definitely They if you were talking about getting a late night slice, it was like Franco's was the spot to go to. I loved Franco's, yeah. Yeah, that was serious. It was either Franco's or Steve's. Yeah. Depends what direction I'm going home in. Uh, there you go. Right. There you go. You got to strategize. Yeah. You got to strategize. Come from South Beach, I'll probably end up at Steve's. Yeah. Or some shit like that. Fucking like Franco's. That was good times, man. It was. Good yeah. food. For real. No, man. One last time, man. Let them know. Once again, if you need any services, 1-800. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely say check out 10th Level Tavern okay. on the 22nd of this month, which is yeah. July. Uh, we're going to go ahead and do La Plancha Volume 2. I'm mm-hmm. calling it that now. Don't hate me, Oran. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But there you get, there's going to be a ton of dope local hip-hop heads performing, celebrating the 10-year anniversary of the Benchwarmers Click album, eight, Adventures in 8-Bit. Adventures in 8-Bit. Dope album, yes. which I played at the bar recently, and it, people and are vibing into it. Nice. Because nice. it just fit perfect, so. Yeah. And then there's going to be a Midnight Cypher for all you super MCs that want to hit the mic and just get buck wild. So that should be good. And that's going to be a 10th level tavern in Oakland Park. 1242. Northeast 38th Street. There's no reason why you shouldn't come out. Like like Noam said, or Prince Nomi, uh, depending, <laughs> on, depending on if you're a new listener coming from the 10th Level Tavern. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Um, yes, you got you know acts like Prince Divine, uh, No Emotion of the Gods, The Waterproof, Shoddy, which dropped probably one of the, the dopest albums within the last year. Uh, the Moskvich, him and uh, Tev95. Um, I mentioned the waterproof uh, H two Owens family. That's SFMG South Florida Media Gang 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 and uh, and and DJ Proof. They teamed up and dropped an album about a year ago. And then Travesty, the Benchwarmers, doing the, the tracks from the Adventures in Eight Bit, produced by Jube. Yes, shouts to Jube for sure, for sure. Dopeness. Yes, man. I mean, there's really no better place if you're looking for a. An adult beverage, and, and you get down with the gaming. Oh, and there's no cover. Yeah, so if you're worried about a cover, there is what? no cover. For the free. Yeah, it's free. It's for the free. Drink good beer, relax, game, and fucking hang out with hip-hop heads for free. That's what I'm talking about. Warm staff, great community. Absolutely. What more can you ask for? That's it. And there it is. Bruise Beats and Easter Podcast. As always, I'd like to thank my guest, Gnome, a.k.a. Prince Nomi. It was a pleasure. For taking Ed, the time. You're a good sitting man. Sitting down and talking it up with me. Appreciate everything. I'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in yet another week. If you enjoyed what you heard, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, tell an enemy. Tell somebody. <laughs> Let them know. Bruise Beats and Eats on all streaming platforms. All right? 786-294-6263. I want to hear from you. I want to read from you. If you send me a text message, that's fine. We'll get it out there. New merch is on the way. This is season three. July 22nd, please, please don't forget July 22nd, La Plancha invades the 10th level tavern. Come through. And um, yeah, man. Where are your hip hop shoes? Where are your hip hop shoes? (laughs) (laughs) You've been waiting to break them in. Where are your hip hop (laughs) shoes? Just don't try Noam at Tekken. 
Don't do that. Ooh. Peace.